Welcome to episode 132 of Morning Kickoff, a weekly Vikings football podcast where we cover all news football. I'm your host, Matt Witt, and today we are live on youtube.com slash Matt Witt. You come check us out every Monday and Thursday morning, wherever you get your podcasts on uh, the YouTube live, or you can listen to all the pre-recorded podcasts wherever you get your podcasts today. We're a little bit late. It is a Tuesday, and we usually do this uh, live stream on Mondays and Thursdays. However, it is a Tuesday because on Monday we were having some technical difficulties, but we are here. Today is Tuesday, November 16th. It is 9 o'clock Central Time, and we'll be talking about the Minnesota Vikings game on Sunday. The beautiful win. The glorious win that we've been waiting for. The Vikings team that we were waiting to see all season is finally here, where we have a good offense, a defense that is able to make some plays, and a special teams, which is elite. And we'll be talking about all this on this episode of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all do enjoy. You enjoy listening to this podcast. If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. Minnesota Vikings beat the LA Chargers in their home stadium in SoFi Stadium, beautiful stadium. 27 to 20, Minnesota Vikings come up as underdogs with a seven point win, going to four and five on the season, staying at second in the division after the Packers just absolutely destroyed the Seattle Seahawks, blew them out. Um, Packers are eight and two now. So they're really untouchable in the NFC North, but we're looking for a playoff berth, is what we're looking for here. And that's what we're going to be talking about on today's episode of Morning Kickoff. So taking a look at this game. Minnesota Vikings, yes. This is another game that they only won by seven points, or the game was within seven points. It didn't feel close. I mean, it was back and forth the first three quarters of the game, but Vikings had the game in the fourth quarter. When the Chargers were out of timeouts, Vikings had the game, and it's just good to have a comfortable win. And the Vikings going on an away game, yes, it was an away game. Thank you, fans. Okay, I talked about in my preview. I said, Minnesota Vikings fans are going to come up. Like, there's, there's going to be a lot of Vikings fans there because anytime we travel to California, to Arizona. Anytime we travel to these states, our Vikings fans really show out. Wow, did they show out? I might be wrong, but I, from what I saw, over half the fans there were Vikings fans. And even after the game, when all the Chargers fans left, the stands still looked full. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings, I might be wrong. I might have to check my stats on that, but it felt like over half the fans there were, were Vikings fans. So thank you, Vikings fans, for showing up in this game because... The defense needed you. I mean, Vikings fans were loud. It looked like a home game. And the, I'm honest, I don't think the Vikings defense would have looked this good if it wasn't for our fans uh, showing up at SoFi Bank Stadium. Beautiful stadium. Thank you, Vikings fans, for showing up here. So how did the Vikings win, though? It wasn't the fans. I mean, yeah, Vikings fans might have helped out this defense. This offense finally came together. You might notice I'm on a little bit of a Vikings win high right now because this is what I've been saying all season long. All season long, I've been saying Vikings are a top five offense. We haven't seen it yet. The reason why we haven't seen it yet is because the play calling has been god awful. And that's why the Vikings haven't seen what their offense is capable of yet this season. It's this simple. All we needed, all we needed for Clint Kubiak to wake up was just to have Justin Jefferson complain. Justin Jefferson complains, Clint Kubiak wakes up, boom, we have an offense. And our we don't just have an offense. We have a top five offense in the NFL. With one of the best wide receiver tandems. A running back who's top three still in the NFL. Kirk Cousins who does his job. I mean, I'm not the biggest Kirk Cousins fan and I'm not a Kirk Cousins hater. I say he does his job and respectably does his job for what he's getting paid. He does the job. Minnesota Vikings. Not only did the offense show up in this game. 
We had more passing yards than the Chargers offense. We had more rushing yards than the Chargers offense, more points than the Chargers offense, and more first downs than the Chargers offense. What has the Chargers been able to do all season? Win through their offense alone. Because the Chargers defense hasn't been all that great this season, yet their offense has been amazing. With Justin Herbert throwing to one of the best wide receiver duos in the NFL, we shut them down. Okay, for this Vikings defense to come up this big as well, not only did the Vikings offense really just win us this game. I mean, the Vikings offense respectably won us this game. The Vikings defense was able to make plays against a great offense without... Let me go over the list of players that were without on defense. How low I set my expectations. We're without Patrick Peterson. We're without Harrison Smith. We're without Anthony Barr. We're without Michael Pierce. Danielle Hunter. Okay, I just named the five core players on our Vikings defense. We're without all of those guys. Yet the Vikings defense comes up huge. If I asked you before the game happened, if I asked you, Vikings are going to get two sacks in this game. Who do you think are going to get the two sacks? You might say... Everson Griffin, I feel like he might come up with both of those sacks, considering how he's played as great as he played this season. Uh, maybe, you know, Sheldon Richardson might come up with a sack. D DJ Wanham might come up with a sack. No. The two guys that got sacks, Eric Kendricks and Cam Bynum. One thing those two players have in common, they're not defensive linemen. Another thing those two players have in common, and this is a little fun fact, they're both from California. So maybe going to California to play fed into their ego a little bit there. But still... Blitzing Eric Hendricks on second down, setting up third and long for the LA Chargers offense who were not able to convert was a big play. Yes, it was on the first drive of the game, but that was a big play that Mike Zimmer, Andre Patterson, the, our defensive coaching staff was able to design plays to be able to stop the Chargers offense. Blitzing Cam Bynum. Okay, Cam Bynum. What a draft pick. He's the defensive rookie of the year for the Minnesota Vikings so far because he's having a great season. Cam Bynum, two Two weeks in a row started over Harrison Smith because Harrison Smith has COVID. So Cam Bynum was able to step into that role and has done an excellent job. He doesn't look like a rookie out there. He looks like a longtime veteran out there. Cam Bynum comes up with an interception and a sack in his first two starts in the NFL. Hats off to him because Cam Bynum is elite and I would like to consider maybe he's our starting safety next year. If the Vikings don't give Xavier Woods another contract, we might see Cam, be Cam Bynum being our starting safety. So you'll love to see it. He's even been playing better as Harrison Smith can, when you look at the games played. But again, I'm not saying start him over, obviously. But still, you take a look at that. Vikings defense, coaching staff did a great job stepping up. The Vikings special teams had a great game. Greg Joseph didn't miss a kick. Uh, D.D. Westbrook had a 41-yard punt return on the first punt that the Chargers had of the game. Uh, even Kane and Wano had a 24-yard punt return. He also would have been able to convert a, a fake punt. I mean, Vikings special teams, great job. Vikings defense, great job. Vikings offense, amazing job. And this is the Vikings team we should have seen all season long. A team that knows how to pass, okay? Because not only do we have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, one of the best wide receiver duos in the NFL, you were reminded that we have Tyler Conklin as well. You were reminded, well, maybe not in this game, but this season, you were also reminded how great KJ Osborne was, or I guess you weren't reminded. You were shown how great KJ Osborne really is. You take a look at the three receivers for this Vikings team on this game. Justin Jefferson, have a day, okay? Jefferson, 11 targets. Clint, Mike Zimmer, this is what happens. See what happens when you target Justin Jefferson. See what happens. Not only is this... This is not rocket science. This is what I've been saying the Vikings should do all season. This is what I've been saying the Vikings should have done so far up to this point. Just target Jefferson because he eats up the field. 
he might not be the red zone threat. I mean, we have Adam Thielen, we have Tyler Conklin, we have these other players who are red zone threats, but he eats up the field, setting up every touchdown. Justin Jefferson, 11 targets, 9 receptions, 143 receiving yards. Now, I put that right on the table right there. He had a great game. That's not even going to be close to one of his best games of his career. That's not even going to be top 10. That's how elite this guy is. You have to target him more because he's going to have 20 games better than this. Justin Jefferson, 11 targets, 9 receptions, 143 yards. He did have a drop in the first drive of the game, but was able to make up for it with all of his big-time plays he made with the Vikings offense. Now, not to say Adam Thielen didn't have a great day. Adam Thielen might not have had statistically an amazing day, but he still had seven targets, five receptions for 65 yards, able to come up on third down convert and being able to still make plays in this Vikings offense. Also, they did run a screen pass and he was able to turn that into 12 yards. Finally, that worked with the Vikings offense. Tyler Conklin also came up five targets for three receptions, 11 yards and two touchdowns. Tyler Conklin, thank you for getting us those touchdowns because we needed that. We need that from Conklin. I mean, I'm a big Conklin fan. I love the guy. I think he's a great tight end. I am so excited for when Earth Smith Jr. comes back and be, is alongside Tyler Conklin. Thing about Conklin is they have been targeting to him too much this season instead of um, they've been checking it down to Conklin on a six-yard pass or two-yard pass on a third and long. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Tyler Conklin, this is where his role is on those short-time touchdowns where he's able to come up with those big contested catches and make plays. Tyler Conklin is an elite tight end, and I'm so excited when Irv Smith Jr. comes back to see these two players as our tight end duo because we saw a little bit of it in the 2020 season in the later half of the season when uh, Kyle, Kyle Rudolph was injured. We did get to see the duo between Irv Smith Jr. and Tyler Conklin, which looked amazing, and I'm excited to see that in the 2022 season. So, Vikings offense as a whole had a great day. You know who didn't, though? Delvin Cook. Now, Delvin Cook had an okay day. I mean, we set our expectations very high for Delvin Cook. He's going up against the worst run-stopping defense in football. He should be able to average over five yards per carry, five yards per carry because of how great of a running back as he is and how great and how versatile of a running back that he is. He had an okay day. Now, we didn't get even to four yards per carry. He was able, Vikings were able to set up some screens for Delvin Cook as well. Um kind of surprised though that he didn't have as great of a day that he did but the Vikings offense as a whole did Vikings offense had 280 no no 380 some yards of offense now in my preview I said the Vikings were I predicted that the Vikings would get over 400 yards of offense in this game uh while they didn't get 400 yards still had a great game everybody had a great game uh Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins did their job but it's this Vikings passing offense that you love to see and it really just start with the play calling because we were too predictable of an offense going into this game now we're not now on first down defenses don't know what run what we're running before it was first down you know it's going to dalvin cook second second and short you know it's going to dalvin cook uh third and long you know the vikings are going to try to just pass for 11 yards i mean just too predictable of an offense now it's completely different and this vikings offense this game showed it might be the turning point now i'm not saying the vikings are going to finish 12 and 5 here i'm saying the vikings can really find their place as an offense I don't, I still don't think the defense had a great game. Now I might say I might've just been high on the Vikings defense. Eric Hendricks can bind them. Like these players had a great game. Um, really, it just came down. Like they held the Chargers offense to 20 points and under 300 yards of offense. So they really did hold the Chargers offense. But when it comes down to it, it really was Justin Herbert missing his targets. He missed his targets. I counted five missed targets in this game from Justin Herbert, which is unheard of. I mean, he's coming off of AFC offensive player of the week and is missing his targets five times. 
when you have big body receivers like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, which are huge guys, it, they were still open just about all game. And then you also have Jared Cook on top of that. They were open just about all game, but we knew this going into the game. I mean, no one had high expectations for Mackenzie Alexander. Once again, had another pa pass interference called on him. No one had high expectations for Bashad Breeland. Um, Cam Dantzler did come through a couple plays in here, but it's good to know Patrick Peterson is going to come back next week and uh, go against Devontae Adams, assuming that he comes back because I don't want to see anybody else against but Devontae Adams other than Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith, who should return back uh, next week with the team. So on top of that, it's good to know that this Vikings defense was able to make plays without five of your core starters on defense. It really comes down. Eric Hendricks is the best middle linebacker in football. What What is his stats in this game? What is his stats? He had eight total. He had eight tackles, a sack and an interception in this game. Not only did he have eight total tackles, a sack, and an interception, Vikings were able to get that interception in the red zone and able to convert it into a, touch, uh, into a touchdown, a sack forcing a punt on the Chargers defense, I mean, our Chargers offense, which, and then that punt was returned by D.D. Westbrook for 41 yards. So really big plays by uh, Eric Hendricks. Both of his plays resulted in scoring drives for the team. Cam Bynum also had another great game. I mean, Vikings special teams had a great game as well. So it, it all, we just covered all the good. I just covered the Vikings offense, how they improved, how they are looking, how we expected them to look all season. They're finally hitting stride. Defense was able to make plays. I mean, defensive coaching staff really build this uh, Vikings defense out. And the special teams just surprises us two weeks in a row. I mean, I had low expectations for this Vikings special team after the first uh, six games of the week. Now, the bad. The penalties. It feels like every week we're talking about this. Penalties, penalties, penalties. Vikings had 10 penalties in this game for 118 yards. 10 penalties. It's week 10, okay? You're supposed to fix this by now. If you had 10 penalties in the first week, which the Vikings did, if you had 10 penalties in the first week, it's understandable. I mean, you're coming off of an offseason. Your team's going to look a little sloppy, okay? It just happens every year. It's week 10. And we still haven't fixed the penalties. Ole Udo is a penalty machine. He is the most overrated player on this Vikings team right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Vikings fans. Ole Udo is trash. He's not good. Okay. The only reason why he hasn't allowed a sack so far this season is because he holds on to his guy every time. Ole Udo. You got to try to transition Wyatt Davis into the role now. Wyatt Davis, third round draft pick out of the Ohio State, drafted after the Vikings traded down in the first round, were able to pick up that draft pick and draft Wyatt Davis, the best right guard coming out of college. I'll repeat that. The best right guard coming out of college in the 2020 draft or 2021 draft is sitting on our bench right now. When we have Ole Udo out there who has 11 penalties in 10 games, 11 in 10 games. Okay, this is, I'm not saying bench Ole Udo here. I'm saying trying to transition into Wyatt Davis. See what Wyatt Davis is able to do. I, I'm sorry. Ole Udo's just not doing a good job. He's just not. And the only reason why he hasn't allowed a sack uh, yet this season is because he holds on to his player every time. Now, yes, the refs were penalizing us a lot more than usual. I mean, these reps were throwing a lot of penalties. Chargers also had seven penalties. So it really does come down to the refs and how much, how many plays they actually call but again 10 penalties for 118 yards it comes down to those offensive line penalties i believe uh right again brian o'neill what where was brian o'neill in this game i mean he forced a fumble on kurt cousins in this game he had a couple penalties in this game i don't know where the brian o'neill we used to see was i'm expecting that'll be back next week but just a bad game from brian o'neill and the vikings offensive line as a whole did not have a great game you know who did christian derisaw christian derisaw is elite that man is 
He's the future at right, ta right ta left tackle, and I'm loving what he's doing at left tackle right now. He was going against Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa, didn't he didn't allow a single sack on Joey Bosa in this game. Yes, that's Joey Bosa. One of the most... I, I, is he the top paid defensive end right now? Joey Bosa might be the top paid defensive end right now. I know... Um, I think he is. Joey Bosa is the top... No, no, it's TJ Watt. Well, actually, he's an outside linebacker. Anyways, Joey Bosa, one of the top paid defensive ends in the NFL right now. Didn't even get a sack on Christian Darrisaw, the rookie out of Virginia Tech, having himself a great year. And I love to see this rookie come out and make an immediate impact on this Vikings offense. As a whole, though, penalties, like I said, it's something you can fix. I don't know how the Vikings haven't fixed it yet this season. I'm not saying Ole Udo is going to continue to be a penalty machine. I'm saying you just got to fix it. Just don't hold on to your guy. This is not, this is something that is very easily, easily fixed. Ole Udo, I want to see what he can do when he doesn't hold. That's all I want to see, how Ole Udo looks at the right guard position when he doesn't hold. But as a as a whole, Vikings team looked great in this game, and the Vikings player of the game, you know it's going to come. Vikings player of the game is Justin Jefferson. 11 targets, 9 receptions, 143 yards, averaging to 15.9 yards per completion, or I guess it would be yard per catch. Justin Jefferson, great day from Justin Jefferson. And like I said, this it was a great day from Justin Jefferson, and he gets a majority of why the Vikings won this game was in through Justin Jefferson. He did have a drop pass, but as a whole, he's the reason why the Vikings won the game. This is not even going to be one of his best games of his career. It's not even going to be top 10. That's how good of a player Justin Jefferson is. That's how much you have to feed Jefferson. This is not even going to be top 10 games. It just won't. I mean, he didn't even get a touchdown in this game. I mean, he was able to eat up field yardage, like I said, for this Vikings offense, setting up all three touchdowns the Vikings had were set up through Justin Jefferson and the pass game, being able to be an explosive offense, taking shots down the field. You love to see it. Vikings team came up huge with a win against the LA Chargers. LA Chargers also played bad, but as a whole, Vikings team, offense, defense, special teams, all looks great. You just have to fix the penalties and we should be good. We should be good. We should be competing for a playoff berth. And this is what we're going to talk about on the rest of this episode. Vikings should be competing for a playoff berth. I'm not talking about division. Vikings can't compete for the division right now. I'm talking about that sixth or seventh seed in the playoffs. Vikings should be competing for. But talking about the division, next week we do host the Green Bay Packers. So don't sell your tickets to that to that game. If you're any Vikings fans are listening here and you are uh, season ticket holders, please, please don't sell your tickets to Packers fans. You're just going to help out the opposing team. So uh, we will host the Packers next week. This will be a 12 o'clock Sunday game, and we'll be previewing this matchup on Thursday. I hope we all do tune into that. Thank you. After the Minnesota Vikings beat the LA Chargers as underdogs, we just went over this, and I love that game. Just a great game from the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings are now 4-5 and five at the division, or 4-5 and five in the NFC, and second in the division. Not where we expected to be at this point in the season. As we saw how great the Vikings can play against the Chargers, yet they're, they haven't been able to do so in the previous games. And Vikings have come down to the wire. In every game the Vikings have lost, all five games, it's come down to the wire. The last play of the game. Every single time. So Vikings are a lot better than their record says that they are. And they're the best non-playoff team in the NFL right now. The Minnesota Vikings are. Non-biased, they are. Because of all the losses that they have had, they are. We should have beat the... We should have beat the Cardinals. We should have beat, I mean, I, I could put the list on and on about playoff teams that we should have beat this season. But anyway, I still think Vikings are going to make the playoffs. I do. Vikings are four and five. I mean, there are seven teams making the playoffs in the NFC right now, or this season, finally, and going forward. There are seven teams making the, the playoffs in the NFC. Vikings are a top seven team in the NFC. No question. Vikings are a top seven team in the NFC. 
Now, okay, let me set this straight. I know the Vikings are better off losing the rest of their games. I know they are. Because the Vikings can get a better draft pick, they'll move on from Mike Zimmer, they'll do a head coaching change, and being able to rebuild this Vikings team as a whole. I don't care. I want to see my Vikings team win. I'm going to cheer for my Vikings team to win week in, week out. You have two categories. Two categories of Vikings fans. You have the Vikings fans over here. These are your, we'll call them the know-it-all Vikings fans. The Vikings fans who say, we should we should lose the rest of the game. We should tank, trade everybody away, uh, try to kill the rest of the season because yes, it is better for the team. I'll I'll admit it is better for the team as a whole. When you look at the franchise going forward, it is better. And then you have me, on the complete opposite opposite side, the hopeful Vikings fan, who is hoping, cheering for the Vikings to win every week, cheering for the Vikings to continue to make good plays. And yes. We want our team to win week in and week out. And I believe the Vikings can make a playoff berth. One thing, though, that all Vikings fans, both sides have in common together, we want Mike Zimmer fired. Not only do we want Mike Zimmer fired, but we know we can't compete for a Super Bowl. So no matter who you are, you want this to happen. So whatever happens with the Vikings season, we all can agree Mike Zimmer is going to be fired. Vikings aren't going to compete for a Super Bowl. So in reality, I understand where they are coming from, but I'm still going to cheer for my Vikings to win week in and week out because I can't, I, I don't know how the Lions can take it. Seeing their team lose. I mean, they still, they're still a winless team. They just tied against the Pittsburgh Steelers, still are a winless team in the NFL. I don't know how they do this week, week in and week out. I mean, they would have to be cheering for their team to lose. Can you even watch the game at that point? I don't know. I still have to cheer for my Vikings team to win no matter what record they are. But with that aside, I understand that that's the best for the Vikings team, but I'll be making my case on why the Vikings will be making the playoffs. Now, Vikings, first, you're going to take a look at your division winners. Okay, we are over half of the way through the season now. It is we, we're going into week 11. We're over halfway through the season. If you take a look at this, we have an idea of who our division winners are going to be. The Dallas Cowboys are going to win in the NFC East. The Packers, unfortunately, are going to win in the NFC North. We know that to be true. In the NFC West, it's either going to be the Cardinals or the Rams. In the NFC South, it'll be anybody but the Falcons. I mean, it, anybody but the Falcons are going to win in the NFC South. And then for the wild cards, we have three wild card spots. We have the fifth seed, which would go to either the Cardinals or the Rams, whoever doesn't win their division. And then you have the sixth and seventh seed. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see the sixth seed goes to the Saints right now. The seventh seed goes to the Panthers. Now, I've watched just about every NFC or every football game so far this season, whether that was live or pre-recorded. I've watched just about every NFL game this season. Vikings are better than the Saints and Panthers. I can say that with a fact because, yes, the Panthers might have Cam Newton back and he might have just come off of a great game. Saints might have a solid defense. And when I say a solid defense, they have a great defense and an amazing coaching staff. Saints offense is terrible. I mean, Kamara... He might be coming back next week, even if Kamara's back. Vikings are still better than the Saints. Vikings are better than the Panthers. We proved that. We already beat the Panthers. We know that the Vikings are better than the Panthers. They can't decide who their starting quarterback is right now. So neither can the Saints. So as a whole, Vikings are better than both those teams. And the Vikings should be able to outcompete for that wild card spot with those teams right now. You take a look at all of the wild card contenders. When I say wild card contenders, I'm not talking about the fifth seed. I'm talking about the sixth and seventh seed in the NFC. You take a look at the wild card contenders. These are all of your 400 or plus teams right now in the NFC. In the NFC. <clears throat> like I said, you have the Saints and Panthers who are five and four and five and five. And then after that, you have your four win teams. You have the Minnesota Vikings who are at four and five, Falcons four and five, 49ers four and five. Yes, 49ers are a 400 plus team because Debo Samuel just 
just embarrassed the LA Rams on Monday Night Football. And I was, I like to see that. I mean, I was cheering for the Rams to win, but again, I like to see how the 49ers as underdogs can step up against a serious team, not only a serious team, but a powerhouse of a team right now. And then the Eagles are at four and six. 49ers just own the own the Rams right now. And then Eagles are at four and six. We're really going to count the Eagles out here. But when you look at the rest of them, Vikings are the best in this list. Saints, Panthers, Vikings, Falcons, 49ers, Eagles. Vikings are the best. They are. Non-biased, Vikings are the best team in this list. Saints might have a better defense. Panthers might have a better defense. Saints might have a better coaching staff. But as a whole, when you look, when you factor in the offense, when you factor in uh, play calling, when you factor in coaching staff, everything, Vikings are the best team on this list. Why will the Vikings make the playoffs? Because going forward, we have a tough schedule. We do. And that's the only thing holding the Vikings back. However, if we can bring the same team we brought against the Chargers, the same, not even the same team, the same offense we brought against the Chargers, against the Packers, against the Steelers, against the Rams. I mean, I doubt we're going to beat the Rams, but against all of these upcoming games that we have, Vikings should be making a playoff berth. Whether that's a sixth or a seventh seed, Vikings should be making a run in the playoffs. Do I think the Vikings are going to make a run for the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. Vikings will either be an easy out in the playoffs or a one and done in the playoffs. But Vikings should be making a run in the uh, sixth or seventh seed of the NFC. So if you take a look at the tiebreakers for the um, NFL, if the Vikings finish with a tie against one of these NFC teams, we have the tiebreaker already on a lot of them. You take a look at the Saints. Right now, the Saints are four and three in the conference. So Saints are the best on this list when you're looking at the their conference record and in their uh, current record, their NFL record. We have the tiebreaker against the Panthers as we already beat them in an overtime win. If the Vikings finish with an even record against the Panthers, we will have them beat. Uh, Vikings are 3-2 and two in the conference. So Vikings are 3-2 and two in the conference. That means three of our losses are against AFC teams. The AFC North, we are... We haven't even beat an AFC North team so far this season. Hopefully we can beat the Steelers later in this year. Uh, Falcons are two and five in the conference. That's brutal. Okay, we are we have the record over the Falcons already just off of that alone on the conference record. 49ers, we will play the 49ers week 12. So if we finish with an even record against the 49ers or tied record against the 49ers, whoever had the head-to-head -head win will be uh, getting that edge. And then the Eagles are three and three in the conference. So yeah, they're only one team that has a better that has the tiebreaker on us right now and that is the new orleans saints and even if the new orleans saints get the sixth seed we can get the, the seventh seed if we get a tie against these teams minnesota vikings should be making a run for the playoffs why like i said already if the vikings bring the same offense they brought against the chargers week in and week out vikings will be making a run for the playoffs as a sixth or a seventh seed they just have to if you just run your offense through through justin jefferson and then you obviously use that pass to set up the run i can't believe i'm saying this Using the pass to set up the run, I haven't said this since twenty, since 2017 Vikings. I mean, it's been Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook the last three years, and I'm fine with that. I mean, Dalvin Cook got us some big-time wins, and I'm completely fine with that. But now, now it's Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, and then Dalvin Cook. Now, now, I'm not ranking them here. I'm saying you have to use the pass, and then you can run, obviously, after that. So... You're just loaded with playmakers is what I'm saying here. The Vikings offense is loaded with playmakers front, back, and center. And the Vikings, if they bring the same offense week in and week out, should be making a run for the playoffs as a sixth or as a seventh seed. And what would the record have to be? I mean, any 10-win team now with 17 games on the record and seven teams making the playoffs, any 10-win team should be making the playoffs. It should happen. Vikings are four and five right now, so that means five and four going forward. 
We know the Vikings can finish 5-4 and four in the upcoming games. We know that to be true. If you're a 10-win team now, you should be making the playoffs, as, as there are seven teams making the playoffs. If you're a 10-win team, Vikings 5-4 and four going forward. Yes, we have a tough schedule, but the only four, five games we have to win. So, yes, okay, we'll take a look at this. Minnesota Vikings. Let's, let's take a look at this upcoming schedule. Oh, that's rough. Okay, so we play the Packers twice. We played the 49ers, the Steelers, the Rams. Yikes. Okay, so we do have a very tough schedule going forward. But again, we're 1-0 in the division right now. So if we just split with the Packers, say we split with the Packers, uh, we beat the Lions again. Obviously, we're going to put that out there. We beat the Bears twice. Now we're 3-1 and one in the division. Great performance from the Vikings. Even if we lose against the Packers once, 49ers, Steelers, and Rams, that's four losses. Those are just teams that potentially we could lose to. Vikings are still finishing 5-4 and four going forward. Ram 49ers. I believe the Vikings are better than the 49ers and Steelers right now. So if you're taking a look at who's the better team, Vikings should be finishing with 11 wins. That's six wins going forward. That's tough. That is tough. Actually, as a whole, am I doing my math right? Because I have four and five. Yeah, I'm doing my math right. Okay. Yeah. So five and four going forward. Minnesota Vikings can be making the playoffs. I'd put it above 50% chance right now. I mean, looking at that schedule, Packers twice, 49ers, Steelers, Rams, we got some tough games. I'd put it about a 50% chance that the Vikings make the playoffs now because that's a tough schedule. It really comes down to if the Vikings can beat the Packers. If they split with the Packers, Vikings are making the playoffs. They just have to. It just has to happen. For us to make the playoffs, though, you got to cheer against the Saints and Panthers. I mean, I, I don't have to tell you to cheer against the Saints if you're a Vikings fans, but you have to cheer against the Saints and the Panthers going forward uh, if you want the Vikings to make the playoffs because they are the two teams above us right now. And then obviously anybody else on the list you'll be cheering against, but just cheering against the Saints and Panthers going forward. Minnesota Vikings should be making the playoffs, whether that's as a sixth or as a seventh seed. Above 50% chance. Let me know what y'all think. That's going to wrap up episode 132 of Morning Kickoff. I hope y'all did enjoy listening to this episode. If you did, be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast for more Minnesota Vikings football-related content. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of Morning Kickoff. Have a great day.